You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, joined by Andy Calla and Kevin Ray. It's the birthday club. We're all have May birthdays. Derek Hughes has a February birthday, so he does not get a microphone today. He's just shaking his head. (laughs) We're going through chapters five and six of A Lazarus Life. We will also talk about what Pastor Matt shared this past Sunday as well. So guys, welcome. Initial thoughts, I guess, either on Sunday or what you've read. Andy, is there something that really stood out to you that you just, you got to get off your chest. We got to start there. Well, when it comes to like miracles and things in the Bible, I often like to think logistically like, what are the biological ways or physical ways God would have, God or Jesus would have done that? Yeah. And so looking at resurrecting a dead body, uh, Pastor Matt was hinting at like the decomposition process that he didn't want to go into. Yes. Well, like 10 but, years but ago. we'll go there here. <laughs> yeah. Like 10 years ago, I wrote a, a short story that had zombies in it and I wanted some realism. So I researched and it was gross. <laughs> but... Like the majority of the decomposition is literally like things just eating the body. Wow. So it started making me wonder, like when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, did he just like kill all those things Hmm. and then recreate the body? That's crazy. And and so then that made me think like, would the tomb really stink? Or would it come back fully? Or would it like have been fully cleansed? Yeah. I don't know disinfectant did jesus get out the uh, disinfectant and still would have been like wrapped in garlic and onions and stuff so at yeah, least would have his... been smelling like a teenage kid you know what i mean <laughs> that's true yeah that was the embalming process right? <laughs> and the, the grave wrappings probably still had um liquids in yeah. them yeah that would not have been pleasant pastor matt talked about that that the grave clothes were still dirty and they still smelled and that lazarus that was talked about in the book he stumbles out. He doesn't come running out. And I, Kevin, I just never, I never consider that. I guess, you know, in my, in my faith filled mind, I just think of black and white I think of whole and I think of not whole, you know, broken. And yet there is a process to that. Like you talked about Andy, that it does transportation stinks and it takes time. Yeah. That thing that hit me that Matt said was that you changed instantly in in an instant but then that transformation takes a whole lifetime yeah so like i'm saved now but man what will i be on the doorstep to heaven you know what i mean yeah and not perfect yet but on my way you know yeah and i know i'm not there yet was the guy said i'm not what i hope to be i'm not what i want to be but i'm more than i used to be you know yeah, and that's John Newton, uh, and that was talked about in chapter six. And, and I wrote in the margin of that: that's discipleship. That's that's growth. That's as a church, we want to become more like Jesus every day. And as we look back a year ago, two years ago, like you said, Kevin, I'm different, and and maybe I don't see that change moment by moment, week by week. But it is so important to stop and look back, and and wow, I don't smell. Like I did, <laughs> to use the analogy. Yeah, I like on uh, page 103, it's uh, chapter 5, I think. 
uh, says it's one thing to become a Christian. To be a Christian is more challenging. Mm. To be a Christian mm. means to be continually involved in the transformation process. We never get to quit changing. Mm. Uh, if we quit changing, we're spiritually dead. Um, so I, I, sometimes I like to pray to God, and I don't say, help me to be better than this person or better than this person. Or uh, A lot of times I just say, please help me to be better than I am. Mm. Does that work? Yeah, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I hope I'm better than I was a year ago. <laughs> it's that idea that we're growing always, uh, which is something you hear us say around around here at Kingsway, that we're, we're never done growing. We continue to grow, and we continue to learn in our head more about God. Uh, he's changing our heart day by day. And then how are we, what are we doing with it? What are, what are our hands? How are our activities? How's our life uh, different as well? Kevin? I wrote the word tiring in the margin just above what Andy read. Hmm. The spiritual journey can be tiring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. It is tiring, but it's also, uh, <laughs> I mean, it also hurts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's also so worth it. Uh, I think that uh, it mentions in here a couple times how we, uh, can get comfy in our tomb, you know, mm -hmm. like it's safe in there. Like there's no variables. Mm -hmm. It's dark and quiet and I'm used to it. And the coming out of what we're used to can be really stressful, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he mentions when I'm following Jesus, like I'm, I don't know what he's going to lead me into. So I'd rather stay in here, you know? Yeah. And like Jesus calls us. Um, but he, it's our decision to follow him, right? Uh, to stumble out into the light, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was um, chapter six kind of talked about that with um, leaving the darkness to step into the light, mm. um, and it he talks about fear of leaving the tomb because of its familiarity. Yeah. We like the familiar, even if it's painful, yeah. even if it stinks. And we, we get used to our stink, right? And yeah. we, we don't necessarily know what's out there. Mm -hmm. um, as Christians, we know that it's better than what's in the tomb. Right. But um, like I, I'm a fan of a writer from like the 1920s who, he was an atheist, so I wouldn't follow his religious beliefs, but his fiction is kind of cool. But yeah. um, he like had this thing called cosmic horror was this thing that he kind of invented in the fiction genre, only it's kind of the opposite. Like he was in the tomb and he thought that everything outside the tomb was darkness and monsters and evil. Huh. And so he never stepped out of it and started to grow. Um, but as Christians, we know that we, we also don't know what's outside the tomb, but we know it's good yeah. because God's out there. And isn't that, isn't that a lie that we believe what, what that author believed that, Oh, out there scary because I don't know it, but in here, it's all I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear stories of abuse where an abusive spouse has their control over, over the person they're abusing because they just don't know. They don't want to leave. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And so I'm just going to stay here where I know it. That known versus unknown mm -hmm. is very powerful. Yeah. I get, get used to comfortable with the torment. Right. Yeah. Have you heard of um, Plato's allegory of the cave? No. So the basic idea of um, this idea is that 
Um, imagine there are some, like a series of men that are put in a cave when they're young. Okay. They're chained up so that they can only see the wall of the cave. They spend their whole lives there. And behind them is a fire. And every now and then, someone goes between the fire and the wall and projects a shadow up on the wall that they can see. And so that's all they know hmm. is these shadows that occasionally flicker up on the wall. Now imagine what would happen if you released the chains and encouraged one of those men to go out into the sunlight. Mm. He wouldn't be able to wrap his his mind around it, and he would be terrified, but without knowing that it's actually way better to yeah. be out there where you can see real things as opposed to in the cave where all you see are shadows. Mm. That's fascinating. One question I, I wrote in chapter 6, page 115, uh, the author made the comment, our journey... Maybe one of small stumbles more than dramatic leaps, but on our way to transformation, the most important thing is we're moving forward step by step. And so the question I came up with was, and this is for you at home as well, has your faith journey been more of small stumbles or of dramatic leaps? When you guys look back at your life, do you see more of those small steps, those small stumbles, a little bit forward, a little back, but then oh, you're going forward again, your forward momentum keeps you going? Or has it been the dramatic leaps? I almost picture like a toddler because yeah. they'll get some momentum, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like their head's running away with their body. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh, completely not in my control that God just sets things in motion that take me further than I ever anticipated mm -hmm. going right now. And then... Um, uh, there's also quiet times. There's slow times, like where I'm like, man, am I even doing Christianity right? Hmm. Because I don't feel hmm. like I'm going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I, I have to realize that that's part of his timing too. Part of his process is not, I'm not leading the way. So <laughs> when he says stop, I've got to stop. Yeah. So. Uh, I think just becoming comfortable with his timing is so uncomfortable, you know, it is waiting yeah. for him. I love that toddler analogy because I think about like, they, they have no idea how far they've gone, <laughs> but they're just taking one step at a time and it's an unsteady step yeah. and they might have a parent with outstretched arms, you know, far away, or they're running away from the parent to, <laughs> to get to something. But yeah, our perspective is different as a toddler than it is as the parent. And it's the same with God. His perspective is way different than ours. So I like the um, talk on sanctification because there's, there's the idea of justification, which is being made right with God. Yep. And once you accept Christ, you're saved. Um, and then there's sanctification, which is the lifelong process of rooting sin out mm -hmm. of your heart. Um, and so it, it's something I've wondered about like is it once you die suddenly whatever was left of your sanctification is automatically completed you just or is zip to the end <laughs> once you're once you die and you're in heaven are you still being sanctified huh. um and one thing that really gets me thinking is like is there an ideal you that you're eventually going to be hmm. at which point you'll stagnate and not have to grow anymore or will we just continue growing throughout all of eternity? Wow. And then, like, perfection is any moment where you're on that path. 
That's deep, Kevin. Are these the conversations you guys have around the building, fixing fixing this place up and facilities? Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right now, my mind is struggling to wrap around that. I, th- I think of, if you guys have ever seen the illustration of the rope with a little bit of tape at the end or a like a power cord with just the connector, just this little bit of life. Yeah controls all the rest of eternity as far Mm. as i can see going that way wow and so that once i get past that that's all i have control over you know Uh limited control but once i reach the edge of eternity the beginning edge of eternity Mm -hmm. then i i think my cares go away you Mm. know what i mean yeah you're with god you're in that presence and that's all that matters i think stagnation is going to be over not overshadowed i guess uh whited out by the glory of worshiping god you know what i mean so i think that we can never get to the place where we're stagnant if we continue growing like it says yeah uh we're never going to reach perfection on this side. And then on mm. that side, I don't have any control of that. Mm. He's given me everything I need now. Yeah, well, new bodies. To and be new. full, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I love, uh, to go along with that, that pilgrimage idea, the journey metaphor. And, and what came to mind is our growth path. Here at Kingsway, we developed a tool for you. Uh, if you would like a copy of it, if you haven't seen it in your groups or uh, haven't gone through starting point and you'd like to see the growth path, we really have given you this tool so that you can see where God might be leading you to take that next step because it is a step-by-step journey along the way um, until we until we reach glory. Uh, it's, it's that in-between that Pastor Matt talks about so much, the not there here yet, but the already. That's um, so, so much. Um, closing thoughts, Andy, you got a final, final word? Um, I liked when it said uh, transformation happens. It's on page 128. Uh, pa- transformation happens when God's energy and our efforts converge. Yeah. So it's like, you know, God's, God wants us to seek after him, and he's going to come towards us, but yeah. we have to put that effort out. Yeah. Um, and I th- of all the things, I thought, have you ever seen the movie Hitch? I have. Well I love Hitch. When he's <laughs> teaching him, like, when you want a girl to kiss you, he's like, you go 90% and let her go the other 10%. And I don't like to think of that exactly compared with with our faith. It's a but, holy kiss, you know. Andy. <laughs> Greet each other with a holy uh, kiss. <laughs> uh, I'm going to think of this from now on whenever I hear that. <laughs> but awesome. it's, it, you know, we need to put as much effort as we can into it. Yeah. But realize that we can't bridge that whole gap. Yeah. At some, uh, you know, we need um, God to bridge the rest of it. But yeah. we also can't rely on him to bridge the entire gap. We have to actually put in the effort. It's such it's a, a tension to be managed. Yeah, it's a tight, tight dance to do. It definitely is. Kevin, any last thoughts? I guess I would just encourage Christians to not settle for... Uh, just that first step of accepting your Lord and Savior, but then mm. continue in the process of transformation yeah. and sanctification. Because there's so much more joy to be had. Mm. Uh, and it may not seem like it right now, and it may seem hard, but and it gets better and better. Yeah. And you get freer and freer, and you're, man, it's just. I don't know. Yeah, that fruit of the spirit. Yeah, see, seeps out of you. See, I used to 
pray and ask for the fruit of the Spirit, but then I realize that that's a byproduct of yes. growing in relationship with Christ. And that if I'm doing that and allowing Him to do His work in me, those mm -hmm. things come. Right. And so I stopped doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let Him do His yeah, thing. Yeah, let Him do His thing. Yeah. Good stuff. Hope you're encouraged by this. If you need to reach out, please do. A Lynch at kingswaychurch.org as we continue this journey together through the Lazarus life. <laughs>